before we get wrapped up too much into what's about to happen, let's throw a big shout out to Green Records and Drew for opening his doors, letting us in this place. This place is phenomenal. If there's a recording artist or a person that requires some sort of like recording like environment, this is your place. If you're in the New Braunfels area, this place is sick. Would you guys agree with that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Yeah, this place is dope. So, um, big shout out to those guys. We appreciate that. Appreciate it. Um, what are we here for, boys? The truth. <laughs> Heard that. Here to talk a little freedom. A little freedom. So, where where does it go? Where does it go? Where does it start? Like, what 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 freedom? What let's define that. What do you define freedom as, Jazz? Uh, so for to me, uh, freedom means not going the route that is laid out for you and, and kind of blazing your own trail. So for me, like my personal um, story was I, you know, I was in the Marine Corps, did that, had fun, had a blast. Uh, and then I got out and I was handed a project management job. And I remember there was a day I was um, sitting in my house. Uh, I, I got a, I have a two-story house. I had a nice truck. I had a, a wife, a baby on the way. And uh, as a kid... Uh, I didn't really have a whole lot growing up. And like, those were my goals. Those were my aspirations was to get a two-story house and <laughs> have a nice truck, all that stuff. And I had it and I was like, well, like, what's next? You know what I mean? Um, is it, do I just go for a bigger house and go for a bigger, nicer truck? You know what I mean? But like deep down, I knew that uh, that was bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's, I wasn't going to find what I was looking for there. So I was like, what can I do? Um to, to blaze my own trail, you know? And so that's whenever I, uh, wait, and really it was something I wrestled with for months, probably mm-hmm. six months to a year. Um, like I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted something else, but I didn't know which direction to go in or anything like that. And then, uh, the day that my son was born, like I didn't sleep that whole night. I was like, I knew like, all right, today's the day. Like there's no, there's no more like, uh, messing around. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be a father and you're going to show this kid, how to be a man, like coming up, like you got to do what you know you need to do, you know? And so the next day I got a camera and I knew I loved like taking photos, like growing up, it's always been like a hobby of mine. And I was like, well, there it is. Like, there's my answer. I was like, let's go, you know? So got a camera and, and really only five months in, but like, here I am, you know what I mean? If I, if, if I never would have like taken that step, I'd be, you know, dealing with administrative, like, crap you know dealing with the land developers and just like in the rat race mm-hmm. and which is not where i wanted to be you know yeah. uh sitting at hooters eating wings and drinking beer at lunch you know like that's that's not the life for for some of us um mm-hmm. and for some of us that is it is and that's cool but uh yeah for me i just wanted to develop myself and then point other people in the direction of things that they could do to d- develop themselves. Yeah. So Dude, that's I like kind of where I'm at. I like um that you acknowledging that um that it's not for everybody, but it is for some people. Right. And I think that's where this whole freedom thing plays a role. It's like, dude, some people like crunching numbers. Some people like sitting at a desk all day and banging away at a keyboard. And I'm not going to judge them for that. Mm-hmm. That's what they like to do. You know what I mean? If that brings them happiness, then yeah. so be it. But I think that's the big thing here, man, is is um, finding that parallel between that, like, happiness. I mean, it, it sounds kind of cliche. You know, everybody talks about happiness, but that's it. 
that is your freedom when you can wake up every morning and you're not stressing about a five o'clock meeting because you're already, you're so good at what you do that you are ready to crush that five o'clock meeting. You're not even thinking about that five o'clock meeting because you've already crushed it and you hadn't even been there yet. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. Tying those two together like that. What's yours? What's your definition of freedom? I think, uh, for the most part, our stories match up very similarly. Similar. Similar. <laughs> similarly. <laughs> similarly. There you go. Um, I think instead of me showing somebody or telling somebody, I think for my life, it's more like the only way that I know how to tell you is to show you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's, it's still, it's still happening every day. And that's where I, I come into, into this. It's just, um, it's just doing it, doing what not, what others are not doing and understanding that and seeing it play out. And it's such a, for myself, I've always held a lot of tension. I know when I first met you, Jason, uh, one of the things that you helped me with in my training, I carried tension in my face. Hmm. And now I, I realize by looking at other people, like you can see that they carry tension in my face. And it's like I never knew it. People that go to work every day, go to the system, maybe they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And It's kind of become the norm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like the people that eat fast food every day. And they don't realize what they're doing to themselves because their body is almost in some weird way, almost adapted to it. You know, it's like, this is norm. They don't even know what feeling good feels like because bad is now the norm. Bad Mm -hmm. is good. You know, that's a good point. My, my story is is short and it's simple. I feel like it's still going on. Yeah. Like the short, the story is now like tune in. Yeah. And I know you always, you always say that. Yeah. Like it's now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like I'm just getting started, you know? But that's that's it. Is starting right and, and and moving forward. I feel like I've made uh, enough mistakes in the first thirty nine years of my life. Like I want the next ones. Yeah, like, yeah. Like let's win. Mm-hmm. Let's go. That's so funny. My, uh, I'm. <clears throat> it's crazy. We all three have very incredibly similar stories, right? Didn't have a whole lot growing up. Joined the military to find that something, whatever that something was. I don't know what it was that I was looking for there, but. I know that I found maybe a little bit of direction. And I hate saying that because I hate using the word direction. Um, uh, Because the direction, if you're not careful, if you're looking at the superficial layers, like direction is high and tight haircut, sideburns trimmed up, you know what I mean? Shave your face every morning, pressure uniform every morning, like be a good little robot, you know? But dude, I feel like I, I needed that at that time in my life. Like, it showed me, like, hey, dude, this isn't your mom telling you to make your bed, bro. No. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. This isn't your mom. <laughs> I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not going to argue your way out of this one, you know? And so th- as far as that's concerned, I guess just discipline. It, sh- it showed me a level of discipline that was cool. But then same thing is is what Jazz was saying about, um, you know, you don't have much growing up. And so as you move into adulthood, you're just looking at things mm-hmm. because things seem to define us today in this country. And that's, man, what a travesty, right? It's such a horrible place to be in. Um, And I never ended up with, I ended up with a house, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I never ended up, you know, going overboard or anything like that. Thank God I didn't. 
I'd be in ridiculous debt still. Um, but it's like um, uh, something, and I don't know where the turning point was for me, but there was something that just woke up inside of me that was like, bruh, come on. You're not going to work for the man, whatever that is, right? Um, all, you know, I've been training people for a good 15 years. I worked in all the global gyms, Gold's, uh, Lifetime Fitness is where I started, um, YMCA. I worked at these places, and uh, they each had their own little intricate intricate pluses and minuses about them but at the same time like you're you're there that like it's not yours um not that it's bad like you said like some it works for some people but for me it was like no way dude like you're gonna take all this money from me and i'm the one putting forth all the effort to help these people better their lives nah bro i'll do this on my own you know so yeah. it's I think there's a point where you, especially like guys like us who are driven and focused, uh, you get to a point where you're working your, like your ass off and you're like, well, I could be doing this for myself. You right. know what I mean? Like, well, like the same thing, like, why am I, why am I doing this? If, if I could be reaping my own rewards and building my own legacy exactly, and, and yeah. all that, you know? And, and to that, like maybe a little off topic, but, um, uh, I quickly learned the value in being in one of those places. And it was the marketing side of things. Yeah. <clears throat> Go from training at a global gym where people are walking in and out the doors all every day, all day. Every person that steps foot in a gym is a lead, right? So you have access to incredible amounts of leads. It's up to you. Like, you know, the good trainers are the ones that conversate with people mm -hmm. and get, you know, yeah. the, the people that can sell themselves. They believe in what they're pushing. Um, those guys are going to succeed, but a lot of people don't because they, you know, I, and I'm part of these Facebook groups where I like these new trainers and I feel so bad for them, but it's like, man, you got to go through that. You know, <laughs> like they come into these gyms and they're like, Hey, can you, guys? and they'll be in the, in the Facebook group and they'll be saying shit like, um, uh, does anybody have any tips for approaching people on the gym floor? And it's like, dude, I remember it's like, like, Oh, you're still at stage one. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> like stage intro. You know, and, and I don't feel, you know, I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not judging because I was there too. Um, and it's like, dude, do you, do you extend your hand and like give these people advice? Like, cause it's, it's time consuming, yeah. you know? Um, but point is like, get out on the floor and just talk to people. But then I go off and, and I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go out and do this on my own. Bro, you don't have people walking in and out of your home garage. Nope. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like you're going to have to hustle extra, extra hustle. Um, and so is that a, like a, is that a bad thing? Nah, man. Nah, it, it made, it made for more work, still makes for more work. Um, but, uh, but you get to call the shots. Calling the shots seems to be like, <laughs> and not in a bossy type of way. Like in a freedom way. I get to tell my, I get to do what I want to do. Right. Yep. I'm free to do what I want to do. You know, so that's where I'm at with that. I think if it wasn't for the military, then we maybe wouldn't know what true freedom would have been like, maybe. And and I feel like maybe I joined the gym, or not the gym, I joined the, the Marine Corps almost like an escape. Mm. Like, let me escape from this. Let me run away. Mm -hmm. But and then it's like knowing you, you can't run away. You're gonna have to talk to people. That's it. Like you have to talk. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this message is the same thing. Like we're gonna talk to people. Yeah. Because it's so hard. Right, right, right. 
there's something about it that we struggle with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's here's, the key to everything, though. Right, right. Here's a here's a question off the top. What 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 do you think you're running away from when you join the military? Because I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't do too well in high school, mm -hmm. so it's like run away. I don't feel like I had a good childhood, so it's like run away. Mm. It's like you have nothing run away mm -hmm. but even in the military even or when you get out you can still try to run you can run run all your life but eventually you're gonna have to face it whatever it is we like to call them demons yeah yeah that's where i was mm -hmm. that's where i was hoping you were going the uh <laughs> the you hear about these stories about these cats that you know they get out of high school or or they drop out of college two years in or something like that and uh, I'm going to go backpacking across Europe to find myself or I'm going to go backpacking across Africa to find myself or whatever. And it's like, bro, you're not doing yourself any justice. You are not. You are not looking where you know exactly where you need to be looking. And you're so afraid of it that you're willing to trek thousands of miles. And maybe that maybe that show maybe you show up somewhere on that 900th mile or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe that happens, but you need to also know, like, you could have saved yourself. A, you could have been more efficient. Hmm. You could have woke up and just looked deep inside and that's where it's at. And that's where that happiness is, man. That's where that freedom is at. You know, I mean, I know that's, that's, of course I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, like I don't have my psychology 101 sitting right here, you know, but with that being said, I think, uh, you know, you don't have the psychology 101, we're not talking about this enough. Like, you don't have to have Psychology 101. Have a good mentor. Have mm -hmm. a good circle. Mm -hmm. People that have been there or people that can direct you to the correct resources right. to get this this, this shit out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's shit. It's all it is. Yeah. Shit. And there's a wealth of this information out there, too. Uh, for me, like, I didn't really have a mentor or anybody to like, kind of bring me out of where I was. Um but there was like online resources, you know what I mean? Like, like, but you have to kind of seek it, you mm -hmm. know, you have to find it and seek it and like dive into it. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever you realize what you're putting into your mind is what you're getting out. Mm -hmm. And that's a good point. I think that's a turning point for people is, uh, what, what information they're going to feed themselves. Cause that's a conscious choice. Cause it goes back to what you were mm -hmm. saying. And it's like, you don't know what you're searching for. Right. And that was it. Mm -hmm. I just needed maybe a better mindset. I needed more mind power. Yeah. I needed to fix the mind, but it's like, I know something's wrong in my mind. What do you do? Mm. And it's like the internet. And maybe if you go on the internet and you just push in, what's wrong with my mind? That's yeah. a good start. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I would have known that so that I could have started working on that a lot sooner. Yeah. It's so crazy how this information is at everybody's fingertips and nobody's like taking advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but not enough people are taking advantage. I mean, dude, I told somebody this a while back. The this day it's 2020 dude how weird is that that's crazy yeah. right yeah it's 2020 dude like you you could pro if you dug deep enough you could probably learn how to do like open heart surgery yeah you know what i mean like information is there dude information is there you know so yeah. it's 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 kind of crazy but i say it's crazy it's not crazy at all like we've all we've all been caught up in our own heads we've been caught up in our own bullshit you know what i mean and it's like now you're stuck and you're like whoa fuck what do i do that's like um you know in this 
this um, lesson or, or topic of talking about freedom, that's the exact opposite of that, right? You've imprisoned yourself to whatever that thing was, mm-hmm. you know? What about, what about what just happened before we walked in here? <laughs> yeah. You, are you, are you going to, are you going to get that upset because someone is in a parking spot that you could have used because you're not healthy enough or maybe you're too lazy, I don't know, just to park five feet down? Like, people in the rules, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, what had happened? Well, just, just so the audience can yeah, understand. Yeah, without, without too many details. Jazz was parked <laughs> down the way here and then old boy was like, are you know, are you? Are you here to visit this business or whatever? It's one of those conversations. And Jazz's like, oh, no, I'm going down the way. And dude's like, can you read the sign? And it's like, man, no. <laughs> the, reason why Jazz didn't, the reason why Jazz didn't see that sign is because those types of rules don't apply to people like us. And I know that sounds like egotistical, but you're so turned off to those types of like petty-ass rules that really mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything, dude. Let's be honest, dude. You could use the walking all of us could walk a little further. It's the whole concept of like quit fighting for the parking spot at the front of the grocery store. Just th- park at the back of the parking lot. You could use the exercise anyways. Do it, you know? But that's what I'm talking about, dude. People get so wrapped up into th- shit like that, bro. And it's like, dude, you 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 start letting go of stuff like that. I think he, life- waited. he waited there for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. there for a while. Yeah. yeah. That's a form of imprisonment, man. Right. That's, that's, that's what that is, dude. Like I've said before, bros, release yeah. the shackles, It's man. the mindset of like, I don't care about people or the person in the spot or, you know, it's, I, I care about the sign, you know, yeah, I care yeah. about my spot, right? I'm getting mine, you know? Yeah. It's so crazy. One thing I've been practicing on is thinking to myself when something like that happens and I need to get better at it. It's like maybe the guy's having a bad fucking day. Oh, know? right, yeah, for sure. Like, Absolutely. What's going on in that guy's life? And, the, and that's know. and that's and that's why we don't ever judge, right? Yeah. You don't judge down, you don't judge up, you know? Like and these are lessons that I've learned uh from my boy Andre, dude. That dude opened my eyes so much to like just life in general. Um I always thought judgment was like judging down on somebody, oh, look at what they're wearing type shit, that petty little kid shit. Um but just the same, dude, it goes the other direction. Don't be enamored by some guy, bro. Don't be a fanboy of this dude. dude you, you don't know, like, what that dude's going through. You don't know what he's been through. Like, he's, life is probably I'm hypothetical here, but his life could just as easily be the greatest shit show you've ever seen, in, mm-hmm. you know? But you don't see that because he doesn't post all that on Instagram or whatever. You know what I mean? So don't judge up, don't judge down, you know, you're on an equal playing field. And I think if more people understood that, then more people would probably be reaching for the stars. It's like, well, so-and-so, I'll never be as good as LeBron James. Not with that fucking attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a, a rumor that uh, years ago, somebody approached Arnold Schwarzenegger and was like, I don't ever want to look like you. And he turned and looked and goes, don't worry. You won't. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the him judging. It had nothing to do with like like uh passing judgment on the guy like you'll never be like but but the guy demonstrated the attitude. Of course right. you won't. Yeah. Of course you won't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that doesn't happen by accident either. No, exactly, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's so crazy. But you can see, you know, one of the biggest messages that I want to bring forward with all of this is um is is understanding freedom. It's not it's not 
this red, white, and blue thing, man. Like it's so deeper than that. As a matter of fact, let's talk about that real quick. Like, and before I go any further, I'm like going to be like, no one should take offense to what I'm saying here. I love this country. I'm dude. I'm so grateful for being born in this place. Like we got it good, bro. We have running water at my house. Can you believe that guys? And guess what? If you turn the handle all the way to the left, it's hot. <laughs> and if you turn it all the way to the right, it's cold. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. Dude, I have a bed. I have a king size bed at my house. It's comfortable. It's like sleeping in clouds. Right? Mm -hmm. And I understand not everybody here has that. But even when I was at, like, dude, I was raised in a poor household. And we talked about that. Even then, it was like, dude, we had shelter. We had beds. We had food. Sure, we lived in the middle of a trailer park, but like, who, yeah. who gives a shit, dude? Your basic necessities, dude, they were there. And we had, a, we had, a, we weren't like, I mean, we had toys, we had some bikes, you know, we yeah. had to keep them things secure because they might get stolen, but. You weren't lacking. We weren't lacking, dude. So even at, even at the worst, we still had something. So, so I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. I am 100% grateful for, sure. for being here. You know, that's huge. Um, I think, um, um, I'm reading this book that. This guy, he is a client of mine who's become a really good friend of mine. His name's Albert Martinez. Super cool cat. Dude handed me this book called nor, Neither Wolf Nor Dog. And it's about this. Um, I want you to go get the book. I want everybody to go get the book. It's fucking book is amazing. You get to see a little bit of the other side of the story with the whole Native American U.S. thing. Um, and I'm going back to the whole freedom thing. Uh this Native American is a Lakota Indian. His name's Dan. He's telling the author of the book, Kent Nurburn. Um, he's telling him the, the white man came to our shores wrapped in chains, but they were here to talk to us about freedom. We showed up with no clothes on because we've always had freedom. Hmm. And when I read that, I was like, holy fuck, bro. That's deep. Like, who are you? You're wrapped in chains, dude. Like, chain, yeah, you know, chain the, arm, mail, the yeah. ar chain mail, the mm -hmm. armor. Like, you were everything but free. And here's what's crazy, dude. And this is where I, you know, these past couple of weeks, my mind's kind of been spinning on this because he says the white man's always been looking for freedom because he's never had it. And I was like, damn, here I am, like, looking for that same type of freedom. Yeah. And how far back in that genetic code does that actually go? <laughs> and then he says, Native Americans, we never, we never seek freedom. We've always had freedom. We were seeking honor. So it's a completely, man, you got to buy this book, dude. This book is so savage. It's so good. It's a whole nother point of view. But, you know, and, and that's not, you know, saying that ditch my message of freedom because I think first there's, in my opinion, it, it, there's like a hierarchy here. Let's find that true happiness, that true freedom. And then along the way, we're working on that whole honor thing at the same time, you know? Being good to each other. Mm -hmm. I like that message. It's good. Being good to the earth. Being good to everything around you, right? Um, being careful to not like, um, sure, if you punch me in the face, you're probably going to get one back. You know what I mean? But at the end yeah. of the day, dude, like, but I'm still a good human. You know, mm -hmm. at the gym, I'm a co-owner co of the gym, uh, Sport Hall here in New Braunfels. And oh, yeah. Let's say what's up to Sport Hall. Yeah, dude. let's go. <laughs> let's go, Sport Hall. What's up? Um some of our um, core values, be humble, be honest, be a good human. It's very simple. Very, very simple, man. Yeah. I like that.
It, and it's all with intention. Have a good intention. Right. What's, what's your intention? Right, right, right. And so, I know almost everybody that's there, and they really are super good humans. Yeah. I love everybody there. Same. Yeah, the place is phenomenal. That uh, that kind of goes off of so, like something that Ramdas is famous for saying is love everybody and tell the truth. And if you live by those, like you're you're good. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like if you're if you're seeing people as like souls and not as just um, obstacles, and you you know you connect with them on that on that level, um, it's a kind of a game changer. You yeah. know what I mean? Or tell your truth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Truth is. It it's, can be subjective, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, very much. But I think if we're all living, whatever your truth is, if you're living it, then by default, you're just like a good yeah. human. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Because nobody, like, seeks out to, like, harm, unless you're just chemically fucked up. Yeah. Like, nobody's like, okay, my job today is to go kill a bunch of kittens. No, yeah. dude, nobody does that. You know what I mean? Unless you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, dude, we got places for you, <laughs> you know? But, like, if you're living your truth, man, then then then... You are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for me personally, dude, anytime I've wandered off that path a little bit, because your path of truth is going to come with some obstacles, man. And some of them are fucking heavy, dude. Right? So you come across this obstacle and you're looking at this and it's a mountain of shit and you're like, damn, dude, if I want to continue living my path, I got to forge my way through this shit. Well, no, nah, let me sidestep it. Let me go around it. And then you start that process and then life gets really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you get beat down around every corner, you know, it's crazy. And then it's like, nope, get back over here on that path. Do what you know you need to do. Boom, happiness. Sure, you struggled a little bit, but look what ha- look what's on the other side of that. You know what I mean? So I think that's huge. Huge. Yeah, and it's, it's a narrow path too, mm-hmm. staying in your truth. Yeah. It's easy to go one way or the other, but it's all about like finding that balance. Right. So how would is somebody, somebody listening to this, it doesn't like, um, dig into, you know, deep philosophy or, or things like that. Like some random dude that's just like a number cruncher, you know, he sits at his keyboard all day and like signs of not living your truth. What would we tell that guy? Well, tell the story, uh, the jiu-jitsu story, the guy that we visited his house. Huge house. The jiu-jitsu story. Hold on. Back up. Where are we at? Um, we went to his house to grab maybe... Oh! Yeah, tell that story oh, before you go dude, there. dude, dude. Okay. This is a good example. Well, see, now, I, it may be a good example. Um, let's keep his name out of it. Yeah. Um, he... Um, this is a good, he became a good buddy of mine very quickly. It's funny how the universe will line you up with some people, man. And they're just like, they're on your frequency, dude. And it's like, this guy's a good ass dude, man. A good human. Oh, he's such a good human. You could tell, like, I talked to this dude for five minutes and I was like, damn, I want to be around this guy, you know? Anyways. Um, yeah, this is a good. <laughs> okay. So this dude, like, he's got his family, wife, kids, no, 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 no. Um, living that life, that life of what you were talking about. At first it's the house and the car. And then it's like, now we're going to have kids. We're going to need a bigger house. Okay, bigger house. We're making more money now, so wifey needs a Mercedes. Okay, Mercedes, you know, or or whatever. You know, I don't know his whole intricate story, but this is kind of the path is what it sounds like. Ended up in this enormous, right? The house is beautiful. Huge. 
big, huge house, dude, like fancy cars, like all this stuff. This cat, 100, like, he just completely started downsizing. And they started giving it away. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, some people might think I'm making a bigger deal out of this than I am, dude. But like, you know, Hey dude, if you live in a one point, I don't know how much this house is, but let's just say you live in a $1.5 million house. Are you willing to downsize to the $250,000 house? Cause you know what the difference is there. You know exactly what you're getting and what you're not getting. There's a huge difference there, right? Are you, are, Try doing that. If you're the guy that has a $1.5 million house, just put the put the thing on paper. Like mentally, could you handle backing off like that? Okay. Check this. This guy starts making those kinds of moves. Causes some tension in the in the old family. And so hubby and wife have to have to split. But he's still walking that path of truth, man. It was like he it was like he just he was, he was, it was, it was like, it is what it is. And you know, what he told us was, look, man, I worked my ass off day in, day out. I'm trying to keep up. I'm for trying a long to keep ass up time, for right? For so long, dude, for, for so long. I mean, this is a career, right? Yeah. He's like, he told me, he's like, man, I would go to like hang out and have a beer or two with the guys after work. I would show up. Everybody's wearing, you know, their shorts and their t-shirts or whatever. And I'm sitting here in my suit, Right. The whole time he's on his phone, right? Because he's got to get this next deal done or what have you. Like, dude, he was trapped. He was honestly trapped. Yeah. And, and he, he took it upon himself. Somehow, you know, the, the wake-up alarm happened. He took it upon himself and he just, he started downsizing. Well, I think he discovered jiu-jitsu, right? I think jiu-jitsu did play a role in it. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak on that one way or the other. But I know, like, uh, there was maybe a parallel there. It was right along those times. I can tell you... Um, from my personal experience, when I started doing jujitsu, um, like I haven't been on the mats in so long, um, uh, years ago, Jason Yarrington from the Ohana Academy, shout out to my boys over there. Um, when I started doing jujitsu, man, my life started, like my mind started changing so, so rapidly, man. It was the weirdest thing, dude. And I'm no expert by no means. I, I do just enough to keep my white belt on, right? Still to this day, <laughs> I tell everybody that like, you know, it is what it is, but, um, uh, my mind started thinking so differently, dude. And, and now I might've got lucky, of course, like Jason Yarrington's an incredible mentor, dude. Yeah. You don't know him yet. You don't, you've never met him. No. Uh, we have to introduce you to this guy. Like he's an incredible human being. Um, but alongside him was one of the OGs at Ohana, Randy Resnicker. And dude, he's like one of my oracles, bro. Like I don't see him a whole lot, but the dude's man. When it comes to knowledge, philosophy, stuff like that, dude's a gangster. So I was around these types of people, so maybe their vibe was kind of pushing off on me or whatever. But I can tell you the first thing that happened to me with jujitsu, and this is going to sound completely crazy. Um, before that, I was always the guy on the highway in the fast lane, trying to be faster than everybody else, flipping people off whenever they would like cut me off. When in reality, if I was driving a little slower, I might not have got cut off, right? Um, windows up, you know eye on the road just cruising right somebody slow in the fast lane i got something to say about very it. very relatable dude <laughs> started doing jujitsu started being around these better heads one day going home i'm in my jeep i have this like 2001 model jeep uh bigger tires on it like it's not made to go fast anyways dude you know <laughs> one day i'm just like i don't know what it was it just dawned on me bro like 
don't you get out of the fast lane for once in your life? Mm. Get out of the fast lane and move over in the slow lane. Once you set that cruise control to 65, sure, the speed limit is 70. Who gives a shit? Old people do it. Why can't you? Yeah. Turn some reggae music on, lower those windows. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I had the best fucking drive home that I've ever had in my life. Mm. And then that just compounded. And then it was one thing over another. I started thinking about movement differently. Mm. That led me to Andre Miller. Dude, it's just, it was crazy. Um, but I think, you know, you brought up our guy, the jujitsu guy, because of um, um, the question I asked about uh, what tips would we give the, the number cruncher? How does well, because I asked him, okay, what go. tip can you give me? Mm. We were in his garage, and I remember that. What tip can you give me? Because I knew he was like super successful. I was sitting in his garage. Mm-hmm. He's giving shit away because he wants less of it. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about living on a beach in a tent or in a Volkswagen. And I'm like, so what can you? What advice can you give me? He's like, jiu-jitsu changed my life. Oh, shit. So it was jiu-jitsu. It okay. was. So it was like, I guess so he saw that parallel. Mm. And Jason Yarrington, yeah, you do got to meet him because he's one of those guys where he just has that light. Yeah. yeah. He carries light around him. You don't even have to know him. As long as, as, long as you're around him, you know that he's had some, he, he holds some kind of energy in it. He has enough for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's funny y'all say that because now I'm, I've, and I've never really uh, made this connection before, um, but uh, Chief Pool with Extreme Martial Arts mm-hmm. is the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I started going there. It was around the same time that I started, you know, feeling this and I, I felt called to go there. I was like, I need to be training, you know, it was just something in me. And so I started going to kickboxing there and then, I, you know, I would like slay myself on the mat. The, the instructors there, they would slay me. And then he, uh, Chief Poole would speak afterwards and like, there's something about training. They like open something up and then whenever you're getting like uh, spoken to, you there's something about it. You, you can absorb it better. I think, mm-hmm. you know, even when I was a martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps, we would do that. We would, we would slay the Marines as hard as possible and then give them like uh, character lessons. You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're susceptible at that point. But he, like the lessons that he would give uh, after those training sessions, they would just like stick with me, you know? And then I would, he would give like challenges for that week, you know, like even if it was something simple, like try to drink a gallon of water every day, you know, and then I would do it and I'd feel better, you know? So yeah like there's it's there's a definitely a parallel with martial arts even even though i wasn't doing jujitsu i was doing like kickboxing mm-hmm. I, I felt that you know like yeah. it, it definitely yeah it's huge it w- was a stepping stone for yeah sure. it does it, there's, and it's man it's i'm sure somebody out there can explain it it's to me it's very in un, it's like not tangible i don't even know how to speak on it i can just tell you what my experience was mm-hmm. during that short period of time and holy cow well, when did we start getting away from like all these ancient traditions that we mm. have always come across and why did we stop doing those things? Yeah. Technology. Technology, comfort. When there's no time, you need to be the, the, the uh, gear in the system, you, you know, mm. like that's the priority for, of the machine, I guess, if you want to call it, you know, that's like a good word. they don't want you spending your time training or creating or, or doing all that. They want you driving to work. So right. you put gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Far. Drive far. Drive far. Exactly. That's a good point. Drive far. <laughs> Waste as much time as you can. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a crazy thing, right? Man, that's wild. 
And, and it all adds up to that freedom thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like this isn't some kind of crazy conspiracy. <laughs> like I, I don't think there's like somebody at the top, like turning right. the cog, like, okay, we're going to make sure these people work. Yeah. But dude, it's, I mean, they make it really easy, right? And it starts with debt. Let's, 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 uh, slavery doesn't exist anymore. Bullshit, bro. Like we're all slaves. We're all in some sort of debt, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, now you're in debt. Now you owe these people money and you get, there's juice on top of that too. So it's like, bro, you better get your ass to work. You, you gotta have work. To you gotta work. Back. You gotta work. And I think people like Dave Ramsey are really good at like helping people fix that situation, bro. Like whether you like the guy or not, who gives a shit? I think he's a cool dude, but like, He's explaining to people for free, like how you can like completely rid yourself of debt. Like you start with your foundations, man. Like, well, I'd say foundations are a little bit deeper than that, but, but you know, as from a financial standpoint, like start with those, like figure out how to get out of debt. So that way you don't have to work as much. And then you start listening to people like Tim Ferriss, dude, I'm listening to four hour work week. Holy fuck. Yeah. Dude, that guy, such a gangster, like such a time saver, you know? And what is what is what does more time on my plate mean? That means I'm more free, yeah? Mm -hmm. That means I can do whatever the fuck I want. I work for X amount of hours a day and then and then it's me. Then it's me. Dude, you guys know Trace? Do you know Trace? No. At the gym, sport hall? Okay, so Trace, Jerika, man another one of these incredible human beings that I am so incredibly fortunate to have in my life. One day after my movement class that I teach this, I'm like, Trace, <laughs> when do you start? Man, I laugh every time. Cause I'm just like mind boggled by how this, some of these people operate. He's a prime example, dude. He's successful. He's got a lot of ventures going on. I'm like, Trace, at what time during an average day do you like start winding down from work? And he looked at me without missing a beat and was like, 12 o'clock. I'm like, 12 o'clock? Like, the sun's barely in the center of the sky. <laughs> like, 12 o'clock noon. But he's so good at what he does, yeah. dude. And he's so efficient. He told me that the four-hour work week was the one that changed his life, changed his whole thought process. He started implementing these things little by little. We ought to have him in here sometime and talk to him and ask him yeah. some questions. Dude, he's, he's an amazing human being, dude. Yeah, he is. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm just going back to this 12 o'clock thing. I'm like, holy shit, dude. You know, now we got to run a gym, dude, right? Like we got classes all day long. So, I mean, I don't know that we can necessarily pull that off, but, right. but just the thought that that's a thing. Wow. Hmm. You know, get up, get to work and be efficient. And he still does this little morning routine. Like we talk about all that stuff. He does morning routine, gets geared up, you know, and then starts moving on everything. And then it's just in the grind. Uh, Tim Ferriss would say, move the needle. Mm -hmm. don't work just to work. I know I did that for way too long. Yep. Working and spinning my wheels. Move the needle. So back to the original question. Yes. If we could say something to the people that are trapped. And they don't know they're trapped, but they're unhappy. And they know they're unhappy, right? I think number one is acknowledging that. If you have to drag yourself out of bed after you've hit your snooze button 16 times, like I did this morning, that was a different reason though. <laughs> I just felt really good in bed and you know, the whole freedom things kind of allows me to do that. But no, if you're dragging yourself out of bed, if you're not sleeping well at night, if you're like, fuck, I got to go to work again. If you're dreading Mondays, those kind of things you need to and, and do, do you, if you maybe part of this freedom thing is you enjoying 
you know, how miserable you can be. And that, I guess if that's a thing, that's a thing. But, but if you don't want to be there anymore, number one, you have to acknowledge that all of that's happening. I think that's step one. Mm-hmm. And then step two is making some small changes. Right. For me, uh, I'm thinking about this now. Um, a lot of it was looking at, so here's a, like a little philosophy bit is like your internal world is reflected by your external world. So the people and the things that you experience in your external world probably have something to do with your mind, you know? Mm. Um, and so for me, I was going to work, hating my life, you know, like, uh, all that whole deal. But it wasn't even that. Um, I think whenever I knew it was whenever I looked at kind of the people and the things, um, that I was interacting with and I realized they didn't align with my core values, my values. I was the, and I'm not talking, I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody that I was with. It was just, they weren't, they weren't aligned with my values. So that's whenever I knew I had to change something in myself. You know what I mean? I had to, I had to focus. I had to redirect my focus. Um, and I think that's where you, that's a good place to start is look around you, like look at your day, look at your every day is, does that align with who you really want to be? Does that align with like where you want to go in life? the people that you're coming into contact with every day, is that where you want to be? You know, for me, it wasn't. So that's what, and then, then you start making changes. You find out what you can change and what you can do mm-hmm. from there, you know? Yeah. How many people do you know that get off of their nine to five and some of them don't even go home. They go straight to the bar, yep. start getting shit housed. Like, I mean, I know, dude, I used to yeah. be that guy too. Yeah, I'm not here. judging anybody. I used to be that guy. Yeah. Now we ask ourselves, why do you, why are you going to get shit housed? Are you getting shit housed yeah. because, it's, from? because it's fun or are you getting shit housed because you're escaping from something? Right. Yep. Th- that's big. Yeah. Cause uh, dude, I was that dude. Um, and it's kind of started a little bit in the Marine Corps cause of the, the party environment there and mm-hmm. stuff. But then it carried over when I got out, but it was, I was escaping there. Then there's the difference. Like in the Marine Corps, it was kind of. It was different. Like I was with my boys. We were like just doing, we were doing what we're doing, but then I got out and then I was like, still, I would get like blackout drunk, you know Mm. what I mean? And that's not good. That's Mm. not good for you. No, 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 no. Um, And especially if you're not celebrating anything, it's just like another weekend, you know? And then like those weekends add up and then next thing you know, you're like living for that. You're going through this crappy week at work just to go get blackout drunk on the weekends, you know? And that... It's mm-hmm. just, you have to question that existence at some point, I mm-hmm. think, you know, or yeah. I did, you know. Yeah. And so maybe that's one of the changes that happens first. Right. Analyze your situation. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't have to be a huge change, but guess what? You don't have to go to the bar five days a week. And it's not just a bar. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm just, it could be anything. It yeah. could, what, is, what is it that you're doing that you could not do one less day a week or something like that, yeah. you know? Start making those little subtle changes and start seeing, like, the story of me driving in my Jeep in the slow lane. It felt so right that guess what? I did it the next day and the next day mm-hmm. and the next day. Guess what else I'm not doing? I'm not screaming or flipping people off on the highway. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. So now I'm treating people better. And because I'm going slower, I'm more apt to hit the brake and let the guy in because I know I'm the guy going slower. Yeah. So then that it, you see this, how this kind of thing can snowball a little bit in a good way. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I know for a lot of people, for me, for sure, 
when you look at the task to go the other direction and it looks daunting and maybe it is because you've lived, you know, you've lived this kind of shit show life for so long. Um, but it all starts with that one little thing. That one little thing could snowball so big. And like you were saying about cutting ties with certain people, yeah. that's another thing, man. And, it's, and I'll say the same thing. I'm not going to talk shit about anybody, man. Like it is what it is. But if our values don't line up, we're probably not going to hang out a lot because we probably don't have a whole lot in common. You know what I mean? And, and dude, I've backed away. I, I've never, I don't know that I've ever like severed ties, like <laughs> no, nothing super dramatic, right. but I will 100% back away from a relationship, you know, if, if it's, if it's not fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that sounds selfish, but it's like, dude, I can't, I don't, we don't line up right now. Like we can't, we can't do that. And that I call anchors. If I'm yeah. going this way and this guy's not going that way, I'm sorry, man, but I got to cut the anchor. I'm not saying I don't want to hang out with you. Like, like there might be times when we cross paths and we can kick it. We can have a beer together, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't hate you. I don't, none of that shit, dude. I've done this so many times in my life, dude. Like even in high school, bro. Like it's just something that's happened to me like innately throughout my life. And it starts with something simple, dude, like one less reply to a text message, one less, yeah, I'll go on an invite, you know? Right. You're just kind of weaning that relationship. Exactly, dude. Hey, Jason. So like, what do you, when you train, like, what do your clients have most in common when they seek you? Because you know, when, by the time they reach you, they're ready. It's not, they're not undecided. Yeah. It's, what is it that they have in common? Why do they seek help? What's crazy, dude, is, um... I've been training people for 15 years in the beginning, of course, just like anybody else new in an industry. Like you don't know what the fuck you're doing at the time. You think you do. I look back at my, whenever I first started training people, I'm like, Oh, I cringe at some of the shit that I say to people, but it's all learning experience. But the other thing is, is that the memory of all the people that I've trained and continue to train. And this is the wildest thing, man. Actually, it's not that wild when you see the big picture, but, um, the things they have in common, everything. You know why? Because everybody's stuck in the same fucking system. And that system is one that puts you in this 90 degree angle with the hips and 90 degree angle at the knees, slouched over a computer or your phone or your car. Okay? Shoulders are all internally rotated. Your spine's flexed forward, Right? You have to know that if you spend a lot of time in one position, Hmm. that when you try to get into another position, the longer you spend and the more time you accumulate over your life in this certain position here, the more that position becomes you. So that when you do try to open your, you know, quote unquote, open your heart up to the world, it's going to be harder for you Mm -hmm. because you spent so much time here. You kind of become this position. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, dude, they have everything in common. Postures are very similar. Sure, there's outliers here and there. Postures are very similar. Too much sitting time, what else does that do? If I sit too much, I'm not burning calories, right? So I'm not burning calories, so I'm storing calories, so I'm overweight. Look, look you look across the, the fitness industry, if you looked at every, like, let's call them your quote-unquote m- main goals, weight loss, muscle gain, sports performance, you know, go down the list. Bar none, and this is without me even seeing the data. Like I already know, bar none, weight loss is the number one thing. You can tell because that's, you look at how much money is spent in America 
every year on weight loss like products, diets, fitness programs, what have you. So bad posture, need weight loss, you know, and, and when, when you when you don't move, something gets really fucked up in your head over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Like your your body craves that. Have you guys ever um like say you have you ever thrown a ball to to a dog that's that is good at retrieving and bringing it back? You've ever done that before for an extended period of time? Or or have you ever um like played with your dog and like roughed him up real good and pushed him down and he comes and tries to bite you and y'all are playing that little rough housing game and you're ready to stop before he is? You're gonna see something that dog. The dog will start flapping his ears when you're trying to like sit him, like, hey, sit down. And then he sits. He'll start flapping his little ears. <laughs> it's like this anxious thing that he didn't get out that energy that he needed to get out. That he doesn't have ear mites, bro. Maybe he does. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't. But but it's it's a nervous, like anxious thing. He's not done. And you have you have halted progress there. Right? We're the same way, man. Like we have to move. Your your whole existence is is this whole locomotion thing. Point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? So now let's add to the list. Posture, weight loss, mental capacity is just shit, dude. All you're doing is thinking about numbers every day. You're, you know, it's just the same thing day in and day out. So I answer your question again. They have everything in common. Everything. And it's almost like that freedom is directly tied to movement. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why you kind of experience freedom on another level. And mm. I think that's why you help people achieve freedom because you understand that. Mm. Because you've dealt with so many people along the way that you kind of figured it out. Maybe. I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> For me, you figured it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, th- here's, yeah. here's the thing too. Show me this, dude. Yeah. And let me explain what I Show mean me by this. Yeah. Show me how to fucking hang on a... Fucking bar, act like a monkey for a little while. Yeah. No, but let me explain why, why I said it like that. Um, number one, no, I don't have it all figured out. Like, to say that would be incredibly egotistical. Um, um, Andre Miller, he explained this to me one time before. Like, because you know Andre. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, when it comes to human movement, this guy's up here, right? Um, he doesn't have it all figured out. He's still learning, exploring, and figuring his where he, everybody on this path is like, maybe Andre's up here and I'm here and you're here, but we're all still on the same path. You know what I'm saying? That's good. So it's not like, oh yeah, this guy's a master. No, he's a master of where he's at maybe. That's good. But he's, there's still so much more. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's huge. And it's, it's like we're, everybody's learning and everybody's teaching. Always. Oh, huge. Let me say this. And this has been covered by plenty of people numerous times in the world. Maybe I figured this out. Maybe it was handed to me because I didn't figure this out on my own. Um, Before it became like a thing to talk about. But man, let's do three categories of people in your life, right? Your mentors, Mm -hmm. your educators, your teachers, blah, blah, those guys. Your peers, the guys that are on your level. And then the people you're mentoring, okay? Information flow. Information flows in, it marinates, and then it flows out. You need, the, you need each one of those categories, right? Because you need new information. 
So you get that from your mentors. You need your peers because you need to feel comfortable discussing things without feeling like you're asking a stupid question. Mm -hmm. And then you need to know that information so well that you feel comfortable pushing it out to somebody else because you don't truly understand something until you can teach it. I, I believe that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's like the military, like see one, do one, teach one. Yeah. It's like a big, yeah. Yeah. Big, so, big one right there. And you, ha and you have those, and that's not, that's not just like life, dude. That's everything. Yeah. That's like, man, I feel like that's how money should work. Right. Money is like, there's no, like there's truth. There's plenty of truth in this idea that money is the root of all evil, man. You've seen what money can do to people. Oh, fuck people up, dude. Um, but if we had a little better mindset about it and if we were, like I say, be a good human, better humans, that money, dude, cause it is a resource. We have to, we can't deny that. Right. What if that money was, um, you know, it's coming in, maybe it marinates mm -hmm. a little bit, but then it goes right back out, you know, because at the end of the day, what do things matter? Things don't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. Things, the big house doesn't matter. It doesn't. So flow, keep it flowing, keep it flowing. Flow is such a good word like that. I yeah. like that word. Oh, yeah. Flow is... In order for some freedom, you got to be able to flow. It's like a river, bro. Because just because we live a more... Or we have a life with more freedom doesn't mean you're not going to cross that path, cross that bridge. You just got to keep flowing with it. Keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, boys. I like that. That mm -hmm. was a good conversation. Yep. Dude, this is good. This is really good. Um, so much more we could talk about. So much more. And we're going to. Um, to close out, man, I want to thank, uh, once again, I want to thank Green Records like for letting us roll up in here. Drew, man, he's been super hospitable and his his staff here. Um, super pumped about this, man. I really like this. So shout out to those guys. Who you guys want to shout out? Anybody important? Let's quickly talk about like what we're all mixed up in before we bang out of here. Yeah. Jazz is an incredible photographer. So let's shout out. Which, <laughs> talk to me about your Instagram handle yeah, and where, uh, where people can hit you. It's at, at Phoenix Photography NB. And uh, kind of what I'm doing right now with, with my photography is uh, I'm going to a lot of uh, businesses that are in the local health and fitness industry or even wellness. Um, and kind of just putting out their message via images. Um, I give them the images to post on their website, or but then I also post about them on on all, all of my platforms as well. Um, and then I'm also doing a little bit of a social media account management for uh, this uh, local CBD shop at Doobie Hempman. You can check them out as well. That's um, a cool name, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything they sell is all hemp hemp products. Um, they have like bombs for uh, like fitness, you know, if you got inflammation, anything like that. They have a uh, flower, pretty much everything you need. They have clothing, they have apparel. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool shop. Um, and then uh, with 2020, this new decade coming in, uh, a big message I'm trying to push on my uh, platforms is uh, this idea of becoming a uh, fine tuning your masculine energies, basically. And that's, uh, Coming off this book by Robert Moore, uh, it's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And it's just, uh, without going into too much detail on that, because that'll be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, we all have these archetypes that are uh, rooted in 
like all our ancient mythologies and every movie you watch, every action movie you watch is, has shows these archetypes of the uh, the warrior, the magician, the lover, and then ultimately when you find balance, you become a king. And uh, so check out my page if you want a little bit a little bit of that action. Cool, cool. And then my boy Juan, dude, he's got this one acre spot in Marion, and we're what in the middle of regenerating some soil, some life, life. Give me a little synopsis about what's going on out there. Well, I think uh, this story started out in your backyard. Mm. Just simple gardening, able to receive some instruction, some good training, and it's kind of flourished into an acre, and then we're going to a hundred acres, and then hopefully, if the uniform if the universe allows it, we're going to be going to grass fed cows, and we're going to be feeding people. Yeah, I think a lot of this freedom also ties into the things that we consume, mm-hmm. the hormones that that go into our mind, and I think it's such a huge, huge thing that that more and more people are actually waking up to. Yeah. And with the guidance of, uh, actually want to shout out to Colin. Yeah, Man. Colin Mitchell. Yeah, dude, Colin Mitchell is super awesome. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that, that, that stream or that flow of information, part of having that circle in you is, or having that circle around you is the people that are willing to give it to you. Mm-hmm. That's important also because you can have that but with if people hold on to the information, then it's not really your circle. Right. And these guys, including yourself, man, and Jazz, just givers. Givers, givers, and givers. And that's always been my story. And it's kind of fucking weird to be um, to meet people like that. But we're, we're true. Like, we're real. Mm-hmm. We're standing here in front of each other. And we're huge givers. Uh, we, we do stick out because it's not normal. We stand out. But that's the mission. Helping veterans. Um, and I'm still trying to figure all this shit out myself. Mm-hmm. We don't have figured out um, talking, using resources, reaching out, reaching out to others, and just trying to be a better human mm-hmm. overall. And then maybe I'm the like Latino friend ay, 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 <laughs> that y'all need. <laughs> In case we go to Mexican restaurants, maybe you can order some salsa, tostadas. You know, yeah. chile. Go across the border, we got our we got our interpreter. Yeah, you got a ter- Yeah, I got you. I got you. Good boys, good. Well, as far as I'm con, as you know, my side of things, um, I'm part owner of Sport Hall New Braunfels. Um, uh, that's a gym here in New Braunfels, of course, right behind Dos Rios off of Walnut. Fabulous facility, fabulous community that Trace helped you know get going in the beginning. Town Creek. Um, I'm also uh, forever as long as I can remember. I've I have this brand Trident Strength and Conditioning. I train a lot of sports performance. Um, helping people with their mobility because once again we're talking freedom. I need all. I, I don't need anybody, but I always say that I'm like I need. I don't need. Um, no, the the goal is is uh, even in myself like more m- more freedom, freedom of movement that comes with mobility work stuff like that. So we do that. Um, you know, and of course we're out on the tip of the spear, man. We're out there doing f- ice baths. We're cold water dousing in 25 degree weather, like while everybody else is tucked in the bed. Um, there's a lot of mindset that comes with what I, what I've got going on. Um, and we got a couple other projects going on. You know, I'm obviously working with Juan on the farm. Um, there's some other things coming up and we'll talk about those in due time, but, uh, I guess that's who we are boys. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Green records. 